Won't you take my hand? Won't you be my friend? Take my advice, go away. When the days get short and the chips are down, will you be there? Will you stick around? Yeah, yeah. And if thou shalt give, thou shalt be deceived. This traveling band was not well received. No open arms or reception lines, just handlebars, wearing five point stars.
Hello and welcome to Soundscape. My name is Woody Harris. I'm Susie Harris. I'm Mike. <laughs> and uh, Mike is joining us today. Uh, for the Mike and Liz are both joining us today. And of course, we have Brandon here. Yeah. <laughs> That's our son. Speaks yeah. in, in one syllable and then. Well, long noises. Noises, yeah. Anyway. Uh, this is Soundscape. If you haven't listened to our show before, it is uh, basically we do th- we do a theme. We do. We do themes, and and today's theme is 1997, and that is because we are leading up to 2017. Sorry for the interruption. Ignore him. He is rude sometimes. I know. Uh. So our plan was to do the best of 2017, and the way I wanted to do it, because I wasn't quite completely friendly with 2017 yet, was to start in 1977, go 1987, 1997, 2007, 2017, and now we're halfway through that process. We're in 1997. Where were you in 97, Susie? Meeting you. (laughs) Meeting me, yes. I was at Borders Books and Music, and in February of that lovely year... You walked into my life. Like and I've a never storm. been the same. <laughs> oh, you can hear it was little, the year I started. birds chirping. Stop sinking. <laughs> it's actually outside. The birds chirping outside. <laughs> um, well, that's very true. That was, uh, that was the year I started working at Boards of Books and Music. Mm-hmm. I came and met Susie. I got to work in the music department. I got exposed to a lot of great music. Yeah, no kidding, man. Our CD, when we moved in together, our CD collection was at over, what, 2,000? Something least. like that, yeah. We were <laughs> we were music rich. It was insane. Music rich and cash poor. Yes, very <laughs> cash poor. One of the great things about uh, working at the music store was getting so many promotional CDs. Yeah. So Back when many. CDs were a thing. Right, you worked at a music store. You got a lot of promotional CDs, or maybe it was vinyl at the time you worked. Actually, it was vinyl, lots of vinyl, and some cassettes. Oh, I bet you got cassettes. Did you get singles? Uh, that's what I was going for. Singles. I bet you got singles. Yes, I, I remember. Duran Duran's Reflex cassette single. Ooh, Ooh I, I fight for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah, 97 was a really good year, and that album, that first album we played there from the Jayhawks, The Sound of Lies, was one of my favorites from 1997 um, that was non-prog, obviously. That's not very prog. In fact, it's hard to distinguish whether or not this is kind of that Americana sound that was coming out of 97 because we started having the the magazine No Depression, and uh, was it Uncle Tupelo or Sunvolt that was in vogue at the time? Well, I mean, they were all part of the same thing because it was... Sun, it was Uncle Tupelo that started it all, and then yeah. Sunvolt and Jayhawks split off from Uncle Tupelo. Jayhawks came from Uncle Tupelo? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. They were all part of the same I'm thing. learning, people. And then there was Whiskey Town. Mm, oh, yeah. Whiskey Town was good. Which became See, Ryan Adams. I associate Adams. all this music with you because this is when I figured it all out to, with you. <laughs> so it's weird. <laughs> I can't separate it from, uh, from us. <laughs> I am your music touchstone. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, Sound of Lies is a very Beatlesque um, version of the Jayhawks. I think prior to that, they had done kind of more of a. I, I guess they always had the kind of Beatles leaning, but this album just really caught me. And if you haven't listened to it before, 
Prog fan or not, uh, The Sound of Lies is a fantastic album. Go and check it out, especially Indeed. if you're a Beatles fan. Because it's so Beatles. Truly Beatles is. runs in their blood. I noticed that the other day about Marillion, too. Beatles runs in Marillion's blood, too. And it's, it's definitely there. It's not always noticeable, but it, it's there. Anyway, we're, we're going to play an epic show for you because there are... 97 was full of long songs, really long songs. And... Uh, we're going to play a few of those long songs for you, and we're going to start with a band called After Crying. Um, I can't tell you a lot about this album just yet because, well, I don't have it in front of me. I'll be telling you about it after the, after uh, the But break. The, uh, the album title is Six. I know, really creative. <laughs> but the, uh, the set of music we're going to play, and forgive me if I say it wrong, Panem et Circensis. Yeah? All right. Panama If I say it fast, it'll sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is going to be a kind of like a, a suite of songs from After Crying. It's a whole one, two, three, four, five, six songs in a row. So, uh, yeah, enjoy that. We'll, we'll see you on the other side.
the chopper wheel, they throw in money we cheer. It drives them all in burger meat. That's what you eat. Six stocking angels blaze around, gold steel, their bacon is done.
This life is a fun fair ride We got no chance to make it right Tempting green Switch back world light faster You gotta scream Lose your mind Take off light Don't make me fool Just be my truth Fly by night
And we're back. And that was After Crying with uh, Panem et Circensis. I'm going to read the easier pieces. So we begin with Funfair at Land Open, then Salto Mortal 2 Trash Flow. That was when that was when it got all kind of like vaudeville ragtimey. Um, then we did Sleepin' Chaplin, Madrigal Love Part 4, Casanova. Casanova. And final, Big Evil Fun Fair Finale. Did you realize that you were at a fun fair? I hope you got that because I guess Circensis, I guess that's like fun fair kind of thing. Circus. Circus. So Panem at Circensis is what? What's the Panem? Uh, that part, I don't know. All right. So something at Circus. Maybe the guy's name is Panem and he's at the circus. No, it's something else. I'm just not sure what it is. Yeah, All right, probably. fine. Okay, so After Crying is it a Hungarian band. They Hungary. Have been, they have been um, around for 25 years at least. I mean, it's it's been quite a long time. And um, this, they they their um, influences are both classical music and modern Prague, so they like to say that their influences are Bach, Beethoven, and Bartok, and then King Crimson and ELP. Which, yeah. Hmm. Big, big thing I, I can't hear any going of that <laughs> exactly. at all, ever. <laughs> so uh, they like to call themselves modern classical music. It's how they dub themselves. Um, you can find out more about them um, on their website, which is aftercrying.hu of course but it, it goes directly into you can tell them it's English but it, amazingly enough it just went into English for me I didn't have to touch anything but you should be able to do that she's wearing the ring of power yes um, and I believe and this is the album that this is off of six is huge and it's got this is just one this is just one suite one out of suite. Uh, got, two or three. One, two, three, four, five. Five suites, okay. Five pieces. The last one being a tribute to Keith Emerson. Yes. So, ha. I you think almost got that one. I ELP influence on the sleeve just a bit. Yes. Yes. So, our son Brandon has a question he wants to ask you guys. And I'm going to let him ask that question right now. Um... We were having a talk earlier about some songs that um, Woody disliked. And I wanted to know, you could put this on Facebook or Twitter or whatever you talk. Or you can come into our chat yeah. room at www.progrock.com and answer Brandon right now. And you, and what, in your opinion, what makes you dislike a piece of music? What a gr- That's a great a question. Great it really question. is. Um, so we would love to hear from you guys in chat and on Twitter and in Facebook and wherever you want to tell us about that answer. Um, do you do you want to give your own answer or do you want to wait until everybody talks or how do you want to do that? Uh, I'll, do it at the, I'll do it at the end. Okay, so at the end, Brandon will tell us what makes him not like a piece of music. We could have a discussion about that. I, that that's worthy. That's a worthy discussion. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to play you music that you'll like. So this next one, 97 is, is a good year for music, definitely, but I knew this band way prior to 97. I knew this, this couple of songs way prior to 97. 
There's a little progressive rock band in Atlanta that was called The Watching. And I met the lead singer when I was getting my haircut because he was my haircutter. That's an interesting story in and of itself. But he was no longer in the band when they finally recorded uh, this next piece. Uh, the band is called Timothy Pure. Um, the name of the album was Blood of the Berry. It's their second album, but it's the first one with Matt still as vocalist. Um, Matt puts kind of a smooth finish over it where um, Nick, who was the previous vocalist, had kind of a, almost like a Getty Lee kind of voice to him. Um, so I saw this band in, in concert multiple times at little bars like Smith's Old Bar here in Atlanta. And uh, there was some place in Marietta I saw him play outside. It's just kind of all over the place. Um, but they were trying out all this new material. And a couple of pieces of this material were like they slid in songs, two songs that kind of slid together called Through the Fountain's Eye and When Vices Collide. And so what we're going to do is we're going to let you hear that. And Brandon seems to want to say something else. Um, you guys don't need to hear it. Oh, well, you, we're on air. I mean, you, you're, you're. Okay. Can I, can I say Oh, I, I don't know what we say at that time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You can do you can do that. Okay. So, <laughs> we're going to play this track right now and uh yeah, you're we're going to take a long trip and uh see you on the other side. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. 
When did it all start before? Where does it all end? Look out, he's there behind you. Look out, he's out to get you. Are you safe in your castle? Do you need reassurance? Do you listen to the good guys and then ignore the bad? Do you let them take liberties? Do you hope they toe the line? Do you give them one of what you've got just to keep the other night? Do you let them hang around the place? Do you let them have a ball? Do you let them steal your property? What the hell give them it all?
add maybe the unpalatable lesson of all this is the people of violence, the people of violence. The matter is humanitarian, it is not party political. Roughly a third of unemployed people in Britain are under 25. Young people who've grown up somewhere like this, surrounded by empty vandalised flats with graffiti scrawled across them. From an estate like this, where there's crime, high unemployment and low expectations, by the time they've dropped out of school and got into trouble, boys turn to crime. Boys turn to crime. You can take your time. You can change your mind. You can get it wrong, though you may get it right. Oh, for the next time. The next time.
Stretch 
Yeah. <laughs> you just have to say yeah after something like that. That's Vandenplas with uh, Rainmaker. But uh, before we talk about Vandenplas and all the others, let's just go through it real quick. We start with Timothy Pure and Through the Fountain's Eye, and it goes into When Vices Collide. This is off the Blood of the Berry album. They made three albums altogether. There was one album that is sitting in the wings. I, I talked to Matt recently, and he said basically that that album never made it to the like the recording room unfortunately but uh the studio bones of ghosts yeah the studio thank you for just correcting me that's it's appreciated you you gestured to me so i thought you were i don't remember gesturing but okay sure (laughs) but no i that's helpful you're right the studio that's what i was trying to think of words escape me here um enjoy the silence anyway uh final conflict after that with stop um and Stop comes from what album? I forgot what album. Uh, the stand-up album, which uh, I just immediately was caught by that, just the Gilmorian uh, kind of guitar. I, I talked about this in chat, the, the David Gilmore guitar parabola. And it shouldn't be parabola, it should be asymptote, because I have this vision in my head that the closer a guitarist gets to the perfection that is David Gilmore, th- there's kind of like this... I wish you could see what was in my head. If you can imagine a graph, you would run with an, an like an infinite rising line. Never mind. I'm just not. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm sorry. After that. Okay, actually, Susie, do you want to tell us about Final Conflict while I just try to pull myself together? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Okay. Do you so, want to speak into the microphone? I'm trying. It's, it's a little farther away from I know, I know. Hi. Okay, so Final Conflict, which I'm sorry, every time I say their name, I just have Final Countdown it's in my head. It's the Final Conflict. That's what it's in my head when they say this, but anyway. This is a, a UK band. They formed in 1985, and um, they are heavily influenced by Marillion, I would say. You couldn't hear it in that song, though. No, but but that that is one of their biggest influences, according to them. Um, and they are very much... Oh, let me see. Hang on. Let me go read you from their website. They were formed by Andy Lawton and Brian Donkin, and they have established their own distinctive style of music and have been recognized for this worldwide. Um, so they, like I said, have been around for since 85. And this album is, oh crud, I'm all over the place with this. Sorry about this. Stand up? Yes, stand up. Stand. You know what I was fascinated about? They, when they started in 85, they put out two cassette albums before they did their actual first CD album in 91. Wow. And that just made me feel so old. Because <laughs> I, I was just thinking about the fact that cassettes just seem so just ancient. ancient and, yeah. And, and I'm like, wow, they did cassette albums. And somehow at the time, I'm, that was normal. So I was like... When did cassettes just die? I like don't they just know. like it just stopped immediately. It's like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. That's not a thing. I know. I don't know, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's here we are in '97, so 
I think I had cassettes. I think I was buying cassettes on a regular basis at that time because I was I was a taper. Uh, I, they were I, still re- around when we were in the music department. There were still tons of cassettes in the. That's music true. Department. Yeah, we were selling uh, Maxell XL2 uh, yeah. bricks. Yeah. So it it didn't really end. I don't think. But but since they put out a CD album in '91, I that was. I think the '90s is when it began to die. Maybe it's Y2K. Yeah, right there. That was like the tapes had to go. It's 2000 now. We can't do tape anymore. Did you know there's going to be a tape shortage? A tape shortage? A tape shortage? Yes, there's going to be a recording tape shortage in five years. A recording tape shortage in five years. But we don't use tape anymore, so why would there... They do, actually. In the recording industry, they do still use some tape, but also film and recording Mm. and... For mu- for for film music and all of that, yeah, because you have to. I do still use recording hmm. tape. So we've. Got- so we're just going to go all digital. Is what's going to happen, I guess. Yeah. So we've gotten a little far afield. So I'll pull this back <laughs> to final conflict. No, no, pull I started this whole process. No, I started the whole process. So I anyway, jumped off on tapes. So. If you want to learn more about Final Conflict, the what? lovely men from Stoke-on-Trent—that's where they're from—they um, are at www.fc-music.com. There we go. Okay, and after that, um, after that, we listened to Tiles, and the the album that we listened to is is called Fence the Clear. Um, Tiles are from Detroit, Michigan. Um, they formed in 1992. Uh, they, Prague Archive says they're kind of a cross between Rush and Extreme. Not sure if I get that the quite. Extreme part, I don't. I can get. hear a lot of I can hear a lot of enchant bit, kind of sound to them, and that's that sort of like shadow gallery level of of thing going on. Um, but you know, '97. Uh, this is when this band sort of they took off a little bit more. They they got a new bassist. Uh, that new bassist is. Um, Unnameable right now because uh, at the time his name wasn't pronounceable. Actually, it's just because I'm loading up the information. Uh, yes, his name is Jeff Whittle. Uh, Jeff Whittle came and played bass at that point. But uh, your musicians, you have uh, Paul Rarick on vocals, Chris Heron on guitar, and Mark Evans on drums. Um, we met those guys. We met those guys when we went to, uh, to the Prague Rock household. To Mark, Mark and Raina Monforti. Yes, the Monforti the, the, Manor. The, the beautiful and wonderful bosses of us here at Prague Rock. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that we heard Cactus Valley um, off of Fence the Clear, and then finally, that Wham Bam song there that was Vandenplas with Rainmaker. Vandenplas. You gonna tell us a little bit about Vandenplas? Yes. They are a German. Um, I, it just says prog band, but I would say they are definitely metal prog or prog metal. Prog metal, yeah. That, that is definitely some... And the fact that they're German should surprise no one with the name Vandenplas. And Vandenplas. just the music. Just, just, that's, to me, that's prototypical German bombastic music, and I love it. Love it! Yep. The fact that this, is, this, this delighted me to the very core of my being. All of the members have been involved in theater projects and rock musicals, such as Jesus Christ Superstar, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors, and Evita. That, right there, my friends, is awesomeness. To go from musical theater to German prog metal. 
love this. It, it actually makes a lot of love sense, it. you know, when you think about the bombast that is prog yes, metal and, and the, you it's know the show. Perfect. Their their albums are all concept albums, and I don't actually know the concept for this one, but this one's called the God Thing. Well, I I found it interesting that in 2006, they released a concept album called Christ Zero based on the Count of Monte Cristo. I always called it Cristo. Yes, it is is based on Monte Monte Cristo. That's so cool. Yep. So, um, anyway, and I will say, you you really should go to their website because the pictures of the band, they're delightful. They are. Are they against a brick wall, Susie? No, they're not. Which that would have made me. That would have been perfect. It's not against a brick wall, but they all are individual shots. But I swear, God, if if you could, the the moody the moodiness. They're all have this kind of blue background, and like especially the lead singer looks like his eyes are are rolled back in his head and and like they're bare chested and there's chain necklaces and it's just it's standing next to graffiti of a of a david gilmore love it okay so the band is Stephen lill is on guitars torsten reichert is on bass guitar andy kuntz is on vocals andreas lill is on drums and gunter verno is on keyboards so that's the boys. You can find out more about them at www.vandenplas.de. And Vandenplas is V-A-N-D-E-N-P-L-A-S. And these guys are still around. They just made an album either last year or this year. I can't remember. Um, but I know we need to get kind of back to them at some point yes, in the future. Yes, we definitely do. They're fabulous. Have some listen. All right, so 1997, an eventful year for us, an eventful year for Prague. And uh, now we're going to continue on with something I didn't know existed. One of the beautiful things about doing this research for each year is finding things that I didn't expect to find. You remember the name Simone Rossetti? Oh, yeah, yeah, When we did our Italian Prague thing. Yes, but there, there's yes. also, um, and I may not even be saying the name correctly, so I apologize. But, of course, he was the vocalist for The Watch. <gasps> Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, what I didn't know was there was a band prior to the Watch. Oh, all right. And I just kind of realized just now, as I, as I'm doing this, that uh, it actually kind of makes sense because the band that came before. Now I feel kind of stupid because I was all like, <laughs> I can't believe the Night Watch is the band before. Oh. So the Night Watch is where Simone Rossetti started, and. Uh, then that slipped off into, I guess, the night left, and it just became the watch. Um, so there, there's a couple songs here that we're going to play from the night watch. Uh, the album in question we are talking about is Twilight, and uh, you'll know it's Simone Rossetti or Simone Rossetti very quickly because you know this sound, you know this voice. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. Anyway, uh, here's the night watch. Uh, cover up quick. I don't know what I'm saying. Bye.
sense anymore It's all falling down It's all falling down It's all
sun But I've just begun Don't mean to break up all the fun I Walk fast and look worried So disengage while you're at the age That you really don't care I Walk a line, keep it true Cause there's more to life than I've told you well, Take your money, take your pride Gonna sell you on the dark side I Walk fast and look worried So disengage while you're at the age That you really don't care
Show me 
it ain't prog but it's uh new wave and that's you get stuck with that when you come to just to, to listen to soundscape <laughs> uh that set was uh we did the night watch and that was the theme and the fisherman um after that was the shipping forecast by big big train mm. this comes from english boy wonders uh the vocalist at this time we've been through a few vocalists with these guys i believe the vocalist at this time though was uh martin reed and although we didn't hear the track that had him on there martin orford is actually on uh track number eight on the album which is uh perfidity or albion perfidity you're not gonna tell me i said that wrong no okay good uh i was no, I mean, there, there's a word that I said last week, and she's like, uh, do you mean this? I'm like, oh, of course I mean that. <laughs> you married me knowing the grammar the, the grammar bitch that I am, so. Actually, yeah, that was not on the table at the time. Uh, <laughs> I learned that later about you. Uh, so uh, after that, we heard... Uh, Magellan with Walk Fast, Look Worried. Uh, so Talk this lovely band, um, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Um, but they started out in 1985. Um, two brothers, Trent Gardner and Wayne Gardner. And apparently, and it's just been them. Uh, and they just had a ton of um, guest musicians play the rest of the um, instrumentation. So Trent Gardner play, was lead vocals, keyboards, and trombone. And Wayne Gardner was guitars, bass, and backing vocals. So drummers and all the rest of the instrumentation was guests um, on their album. From James Labrie on vocals, Steve Howe on guitar, uh, Tony Levin on bass, Terry Bozio on drums. I mean, there's tons and tons of different guest stars that they had on there. And Bob um, on the piano, too. <laughs> Whoever Bob is. <laughs> Bob on the piano. <laughs> So, uh, the song that you heard was from their 1997 album, Test of Wills. Bob! Um, I love Bob. The sad... <laughs> Bob's always rock. Bob is awesome. Bob rocks. So, the sad part is that uh, Magellan, Magellan is no more because, unfortunately, both of the, the Gardner brothers are, have passed away. Um, Wayne Gardner uh, committed suicide in 2014. And Trent Gardner, they did. They said died of unknown reasons, but that was in 2016. So, fortunately, they are no longer around. So there is there is no website for me to give you to find out more about them. But if you go to their Wikipedia page, um, and there's tons of stuff to to look into on that. So that's nothing but tragic. And Magellan made a few albums, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I think they were part of that Magna Carta group that came out. I learned about them probably because they were on a Dark Side of the Moon uh, compilation uh, tribute album thing that was done by uh, Magna Carta. Yeah, they had albums from 1991 up through 2007. Okay. All right. Um, After Magellan, we heard Land's End. This is another uh, West Coast band, but they don't actually say where from on the West Coast. Um, but uh, they certainly take their nods from uh, Pink Floyd, Genesis, and Yes, as you could very well hear there in the track that we listened to, which is called Love Through the Winter and Blood in the Spring. Um, the album in question is called Natural Selection, 
and it's probably hailed to be one of their finest albums and uh that track alone is fantastic but there's a lot more where that came from so if you enjoyed that you can definitely check it out um what more can i tell you about these guys i I don't do the websites like Susie does i'm not good that way um, yeah, it's a 3.59 on uh, Prog Archives, and if I'm not mistaken, 4 is the highest you can get on Prog Archives, so that says something. You know, just that our group of random people that you've never met like it. Uh, the uh, musicians in, in the question here are Jeff McFarland on vocals and acoustic guitar, Francisco Nito. Neto? I like Nito better. Francisco Nito on guitar, uh, guitar and guitar synth. Fred Hunter on keyboards, bass producer, and uh, Mark Lavalie on drums with special guest appearance by Bob on keyboards. Bob! Bob. I'm going to start talking about Prog Bob all the time. Prog Bob. You listen to Prog Bob? Prog Bob's awesome. What was that movie? What about Prog? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I like it. You can never get rid of it. It's always there. Prog is always there. (laughs) <laughs> after that after that was uh, Osric Tentacles and Curious Corn that is the title track from that album I'm sorry Curious Corn is like the best name ever Curious Corn yes Corn uh, that wants to know about it's you all ears <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible that was a pun and you that did it I just want to point that out that was corny <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's a kernel of truth to that. Oh. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, so Curious Corn, that is the title track. Once again, that album uh, has a lot of great tracks, and it was hard to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's, Mike's contribution was this show is yellowing. Yeah. But wait, it's going to pop. Oh, man. Uh. Oh, after that, uh, the only uh, non-prog track there in the line was Depeche Mode with Sister of Night from the Ultra album. Played that a lot in 1997. That was one of those freebies because I was a music uh, worker. Man, I got a lot of nice free stuff for being a music worker. Yeah, you did. So, it, it's about time to do some a little bit of live stuff from 1997. Which doesn't mean that it's actually music that came out in 1997. It's music that was released in 1997 was recorded other times. Um, so that's the weird thing about doing a show like this is that you're trying to do 1997, but no, it was actually recorded in 94 or it was recorded in you know whatever year, not the year that you're actually talking about. But this is the first time other people had heard it as a studio or, in this case, live release. Um, for the first one... It comes from an album called Slip, Stitch, and Pass, and it was a huge played album for me that year because up to this point, Fish had not really put out a lot of live releases that were able to be picked up at record stores. Record stores. Yes, I'm dating myself. Oh, that makes me sad. Uh, so we're going to hear Mike's song from Fish from Slip, Stitch, and Pass, and then uh, we'll hear maybe one or two more live ones before we get back to some more of the great studio stuff that came out. So... Uh, this one was hailed as the favorite of the album, and I can totally see why. Just, just sit back and enjoy. <laughs>
Indians lying on Dawn's highway bleeding Ghost in the young child's fragile child mind
Grazie.
Can you hear me now? Oh my God. All right. Hey, so, you missed my whole two. mess up speech. That's that's terrible and wonderful all at the same time. So take two. Once again. Started the set there with uh, Fish and Mike's song, which kind of morphed into The Doors, The End, and Careful Without Axe Eugene from Pink Floyd. Popped down on the other side into Porcupine Trees, Up the Downstair from Coma Divine. And finally, Sticks from Return to Paradise, We Did Snowblind. And before I failed to turn on the mic, I was telling you about all the songs that I could have played you. <laughs> and we were laughing at him about And they it. were laughing at me. And I was confident just talking to the microphone like this and saying, you, see, you hear that? They're laughing at me. It doesn't matter. You missed it. So, uh, sorry. Had to be there. Had to be there, et cetera. Okay. Um, there's a few really good songs left to play. There's actually a lot of really good songs left to play. And I'm going to say that I'm not going to get to play them all. That's just the fact. Um, I don't even know where to start. I... I was going to put Keys to Ascension in, but I think now I've decided against it because that's an 18-minute song and I want you to get a taste of a little bit of everything. But uh, Yes put out two albums in 1997. There was Open Your Eyes, and I'm just not going to talk about that one that much. Open your eyes and what do you see? I see death. There you go. Uh, so there's Open Your Eyes, and there was Keys to Ascension Part 2. Keys to Ascension Part 2 had one disc of live material and one disc of studio material, and the disc of studio material had one of the best uh, yes epics of the decade, which was Mind Drive. But I'm not going to play that for you. <laughs> oh, I'm nice. going to suggest you go out and get it, just because... It's hard to say it was one of the best albums of the year. It is one of the best songs of the year. So it's hard to kind of put that in there. Um, the other album, Open Your Eyes. The only thing I can say about Open Your Eyes, uh, as I told you, I had I met Susie that year. Um, we were acquaintances with someone who was a customer at work who um, had a little bit of money, knew a little bit about us. And decided that she wanted to give us something. As a... No. Wait. No, it wasn't. It wasn't any kind of wedding gift. We did get a wedding gift. But this was just as a thank you for the oh, work I right, was doing for her. Oh, right. Because you were doing... It. Yeah, she was... Because she liked you. Um, she knew that I was interested in seeing the Yes concert that was going on. And some weird way, she bought us tickets to see Yes's Open Your Eyes tour in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, for those that are nowhere near Atlanta, Georgia, let me tell you, that's a long drive. Indeed. 12 it, hours? 13, 14 hours? Uh, yeah, between 12 and 13. They're yeah. up there. Yeah. We, we did that. That was cool. Um, that was Susie's first taste of um, seeing Chris Squire in his leather pants. Dear um, Lord. I, <laughs> it's a special moment for all of us. It was a special moment. I, I was just a little bit um, horrified <laughs> would be the word I would use, yes. Yeah, so uh, that was that's all I want to say about Open Your Eyes because uh, otherwise it's kind of a subpar Yes album. Not that a subpar Yes album is a bad album, and I would say it's a better album than what's the new one, Heaven and Earth. Uh, yeah, 2014, but who's coming? <laughs> Wait, that's 2014. Yeah, Heaven and Earth is 2014. 
Yeah, because remember, Chris Squire passed away in 2015. No, I didn't remember it quite that way, but yes, that's correct. So, yeah. Now what do we have coming? We have, they're going to redo again the Fly From Here album. With I, Trevor Horn on vocals. With Trevor Horn on vocals, which is a better choice anyway, I think, personally. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to play all the great stuff I want to play for you, but I definitely want to play some of the stuff that's going to come up in this next set, and we'll see if we can do anything after that. The first song is from David Bowie. In 1997, David Bowie released Earthling, which... As any David Bowie album is, it was a departure from everything he had done before, as far as I could tell. This one really took us in a completely new direction. Um, you know, he'd had his stint with Trent Reznor, and he'd done kind of that kind of sound. And this is the other side of that. And, uh, yeah, let's take a listen, and we'll see what else shows up on this set. Tears his eyes from the screen 
you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
There was a boy who came into this world in the hands of a holy woman in a holy place. He wore a red coat and walked a bulldog. He saw them reflected in the mirror of the lakes. Lived in the shadow. Mountains with the smells of disinfectant, dusty old leather, the polished wood of his bed. No more than a baby feeding swans on the river, holding the hand of his mother in the wax paper bag of yesterday's bread.
Daddy came out of the Navy and took us away to his dirty grey hometown. And he worked down a coal mine for national service so that he could be around. There was a magical purple in the chrome and the exhaust of his triumph motorbike.
Montego Bay Table Mountain flying fish Banana spiders Parts of Bay And the sun On the equator Setting like an ember Thrown to deep water From crimson To black But coming
was over And we took our applause We passed the peace pipe And thought no more About the scenes that we're missing About the lines we had crossed We smiled at each other and we knew that the moment was lost. I let you snuff out the candles. I let you blow out the flame. And I knew that this time it would never be the same. smile you had wavered Tears welled in your eyes And I looked and I knew that this magic it was only a sign For sunsets on
two favorite albums probably of 1997 were both Marillion related <laughs> uh, there was This Strange Engine and Sunsets on Empire uh, first off uh, we, we played David Bowie Dead Man Walking from the Earthling album we played Foo Fighters Everlong uh, that is from Color and the Shape probably the best song Foo Fighters ever did in my personal opinion no it's mine too it's yeah. awesome yeah um, after that, Fish with What Color Is God, not to be confused with Fish, which played something earlier. We actually had what, both fish? fish and Fish in this, uh, in this show. We so did. Fish, P-H-I-S-H, and Fish, F-I-S-H, were both in this show. The only thing we're missing is playing Chris Squire's The Fish, and maybe Real Big Fish. Um yeah. Actually, which there, the Real Big Fish did come out with one of their albums in 97. Oh, so we could have played them. It could have been an all-fish like, It's an all-fish show. No, just a section. We can do leftover salmon as well. Oh, Lord. All, All right. right. Um, <laughs> after What Color Has Got, and by the way, that is um, Stephen Wilson and um, Fish works together for that one because Stephen Wilson was a primary part of Sunsets on Empire, the album by Fish. Um... After that, we played Royal Hunt with Tearing Down the World. And then we dropped into Marillion, This Strange Engine, which is the, I guess, the title track to the album. Um, and Fish Again with Sunsets on Empire. So in the past two weeks, maybe, since I've seen uh, Marillion play live, I have been really high on Marillion. Um... I was talking to... Can you please stop doing that? Yes, I, I remember you have to do the thingy at the end. I haven't forgotten you yet. Just hang out for a minute. I'm just going to talk for a minute. I'm just going to wax philosophical. I don't really know what that no means. No idea I just, what that means either. Exactly. Uh, it just means I'm going to talk a bunch. Anyway, so I've been really high on fish. Uh, not fish, the... Uh, High on Marillion? fish. This really sounds terrible. How do you get high on fish? I've been really, <laughs> I've been really high on Marillion for the past uh, several yeah. weeks, and I just started listening to the Fear album more closely than I had ever listened to it before. Um, following up um, from our concert, and I'm just really struck by the thing I like most about Marillion, um, at least H era Marillion. But fish did it well too, but H era Marillion. The, the kind of way that he puts a narrative together and creates a story that doesn't really even, like, doesn't connect with me. Like, if I think about the Leavers, um, I'm only in there just a little bit because it's mostly about their band. Um, this Strange Engine, I'm not really in there at all. I have no experience that matches H's as far as I can tell. Um, but for whatever reason, the way that he writes and the way that the music plays back in the background and does things makes it just fantastic to me. So... I would say my favorite song, my favorite album of that, of 1997, has to be "This Strange Engine." Yeah, I didn't figure there's any really other opinions. Um, do you have a favorite album of '97? Oh my god! Oh, I don't even. I mean, we heard a bunch, but well, the Jayhawks album probably. Yeah, that that's pretty high on my list. That's 
I think that's probably the most played. That and the um, Foo Fighters album. Those are probably Color the, and the Shape. Yeah, yeah, those two are probably the two that I've played the most out of everything. Yeah. You have one? I'm racking my brain. You don't have a favorite from 97? I don't. I really don't. Let's ask Brandon. <laughs> Never mind. Who wasn't even alive at that point. So he yeah. was not alive at that point. That's true. Um, anyway, so that was our 1997 show. And our next show up um, will be maybe 2007, but we'll see. Uh, we might take a break and come back. I don't know. Um, meaning come back to that. We might take a... Uh, I don't know what I'm talking we about. We might take a theme break and do A theme break. Else. There we go. It's a theme break. We might take a theme break. We'll see. Um, I'm kind of enjoying this this buildup of information from various decades, but um, nevertheless, uh, before we go, Brandon had asked you all a question that he wanted you to think about, and many people have answered in chat, or uh, many people, all of us that are in chat have answered in some sense or another. Um, Hemispherical Walter gave 17 different kinds of things that he didn't like about uh, some pieces of music. I kind of want to do them all. (laughs) Pick your favorites. I will pick my favorites. So, out of 17, uh, my favorites that he... He's just... He's good at saying what he needs to say. Um... Very short songs. If you can say everything you need to say in a three-minute song, then quite frankly, you quite probably don't have a lot to say. (laughs) It's one of my favorites. Um, Let's see. Uh, Cookie Monster vocals. And I couldn't... Mm. couldn't, uh, That's totally true for me. I I don't even buy it as a narrative thing. But I don't like Cookie Monster vocals at all. You guys know that. Mm -hmm. Um, Use of instruments, effects, or tropes that are too... Right on. Hey, Hemi, I hope it's okay that I'm reading word for word everything you said. Gabriel is guilty of this. I'm using world music sounds and musicians because I'm at one with my oppressed African brothers and thereby should sell a few extra copies to confuse seventh generation African Americans. Okay. (laughs) Um, Has he said, no, I shouldn't do this? Nope, good. Uh, let's see what else. Anything peppy. That's Anything my peppy. favorite. Yeah. Anything danceable. He, he danceable like dance. or peppy. Uh, I'll talk about the things that I don't like in a piece of music. If it doesn't connect with me, if it doesn't connect with my heart some way, somehow, I don't pay much attention to it. I'm very much focused on lyrics, and, and I like things where the lyrics kind of connect with the song in a way that makes me feel like, I'm I'm somewhere else. I'm completely in a different environment. As opposed to being someplace else. As opposed to being someplace else, which is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that, and I don't. You really have to do good with your vocal abilities for me to like it. You have a thought? What you don't like in music? I don't like really, 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 really fast kind of um, dance That's music. great. It starts with an earthquake, birds, no, and no, an no, airplane. That's, that's actually... music. Yes. It, it, club music that's... And even that's okay. That's okay. What Brandon is doing is what drives me crazy. <laughs> what? It's 
it, it's not even like ooch, ooch, ooch. that's not so bad either because at least there's a beat that i can do it's when it's really 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 fast it's really fast and because it, it just it just hurts my head it just gives me a headache so no, that's not even. <laughs> that's Take fast. on me. No, that's not actually very fast for me. It's it it, it has to. It's very specific. It's a, it's a dance. It's a type of dance music that e, EDM kind of stuff, and I just can't stand it. it. Just makes my head hurt. And really, other than that, that's about the only thing that I don't. Well, I'm not a huge fan of country. Because I get tired. Whiny, that's what... That whiny, was the other whiny, thing that I was one thing that Hemi, Hemi said that, yeah, I don't I like don't whiny. I don't like whiny stuff where, <laughs> I love a girl and she doesn't love me back. <laughs> I, get, I get a little tired of it after a while. <laughs> now I'm so, banging my head against the wall. Yeah, I get tired of that really quickly. So that's it. That's for mine. Do you want to do one? Well, mine was the Cookie Monster vocals. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Cookie Monster vocals is, is right out. And... Um, if the if the vocalist is not there for me, it can just destroy the whole band. Yeah, um, like just meaning the vocals don't match. Uh, well, the, there's if there's something shrill in mm. the vocalist, and this being a huge Rush fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Getty! Wow. Well, that's the reason why I said to you ah. earlier that I didn't start off liking them, but I love them later. But no, uh, there is one band that I could mention that I guess at this point probably should Dream Theater. I, mm. I can't connect with it because of the vocals. So that's an example where if the vocals aren't there, it could just destroy the whole opinion of the band. So. Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, Dad says, I dislike the intensely constant, the, the, the constant repeat of fr- a phrase. Mm-hmm. On and on. Say it and get on with the song. Yeah, I will attest Sending to that. Sending out an SOS. Sending out an SOS. Yes. Well, my father <laughs> would constantly tell me to stop playing the police when I was growing up. Because it gave him a headache to listen to. Do, 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 da, da, da. Yeah. It's what I All of that. Say. He was like, please, just, just, just make them go away. <laughs> and so Studio, that Phil Collins song, he hated that one as well for the same reason. <laughs> the infamous Getty did someone step on a dolphin Lee. <laughs> All right, I think we should let our Let's let uh, Brandon, Brandon say what what he process. Yes, Brandon's idea. So what makes what, me dislike a song is you know how like I'm a fan of beats. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's vocals. So it's like beating at a very fast-paced song and the singer is just like uh, and like an unemotional mood that doesn't make sense with the beat. Or if it's like a fast beat and the person's singing really slow. That just h- cancels out my liking of the song, period. Like it just tears you down. Like yeah. uh, here I was at this space and then now this thing is bringing me down here. Yeah, like especially the happy songs. They be singing them, they sing in dark voices when the beat's all happy and upright. Yeah. I'm just like, Wow. <laughs> Who made this? <laughs> the Smiths. The Smiths is a good example, yes. actually. Someone who sings kind of sad songs with an upbeat tempo. Yes. And then 
vocals just kind of ruin it for me. You unless it's like comes with the beat. Unless it's like perfectly fitting just right into the beat. Like you have a socket and you plug up the socket with something that just fits just right. Mm. You and I couldn't be much more different that way because vocals are one of the biggest things that I pay attention to. Like a square and you put a circle in it. That that just makes no sense. But if you put a square in a rectangle, oh, then no. it's like there was that, that, that Stevie Wonder album you, in square circle. But that could actually make for a very interesting song if you have a square, the, the vocal, the square circle. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah. or a square with a, a circle square. It depends on that the song. Fit. <laughs> no, it but fit inside the shape. Right, but that's the whole point is is that sometimes it makes you think, and sometimes it can be more interesting than just a a What's song that? that has everything that matches. Mommy, you are completely yes. different. I know. You're weird. Yes. No, I, I remember you're that game. Weird. Yeah. She's so weird. Don't talk like that. Okay. All right, babe. Oh. No, yes. nobody call me right now. Mableton, Georgia, or anywhere else. All right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for that question, yes. and, and that, that was awesome. Made us all think about what we listened to. So... We're ending the show here, and uh, want to thank you all for hanging out with us. We're going to end it with, you know, I had said I was high on Marillion for the past two weeks or whatever, and uh, I have not gone one day without listening to this song yet, so I'm going to play it for you, because, you know, if, if I'm enjoying something, you have to enjoy it. That's kind of... And, and uh, yes, you can make an announcement. What, would, what announcement would you like to make this time? Um, next week is supposed to be 2007... But like we said, two weeks. Oh well, two weeks away. Yeah. Next one's next supposed show. to be yeah. 2007. Mm-hmm. But earlier we said that we were going to take a break off of them and do something else. So Maybe. My announcement is that if it's okay with Woody and Susie, that we could do the Beatle one that I talked about maybe last oh. one, last show or the show af- after it. Oh, okay. So I was thinking maybe we could do it next. We can we can talk about that. Yeah, that's a possibility. We will certainly discuss that. I like the idea. I like Even the though idea. it's not prog, but it's still okay. Beatles is proto prog. Well, it's what's a lot it's, of prog it's is the based on. a lot of prog is based on Beatles. Yep. Because well, once we got to Sgt. Pepper, we got progressive. Well, I guess that means it does still fit in the prog station. It does. Yes. Yay! We're Yay. Next week. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll see what we do. Anyway, I want to thank Mike and Liz and Brandon and Susie for all hanging out with me and listening to music. And thank you all for listening. Uh, you've been wonderful. Don't forget our cats. <laughs> and our cats who probably don't care whether we do this or not. Nope. But they did sit in my lap while we played. All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to play some music for you guys. We're going to close it out with The Leavers by Marillion. And we will see you in next the, time in the very near future yes next time have a great rest of your weekend bye you two peoples people <laughs> who aren't listening you better have one too <laughs> bye guys enjoy goodbye
Unmasked and undressed 